Hey there, friends, and welcome to the Rosé Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Renee J. Johnson, and today we have three amazing guests. Pew, 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 pew. Cynthia Dorsey, former Senate employee and now teacher, Black Indian recording artist, and Uncle Tommy, real estate mogul. Everybody drink rosé, rosé. So we sip rosé. We gonna sip rosé, rosé. Sip rosé. Baby girl, she don't play. So we sip rose. We're gonna sip rose. That rose hour, baby. Sip rose. Hey there, Ben. I mean, friends. <laughs> that goes to show you the rose's kicking in already. Hey there, friends. It's the Rose Hour podcast. And you already know what kind of podcast it is, because we kick it in like that. I'm here with Bartender Ben. So what do you have for us today? We have Freshenet. Ooh, it's a Cordon Negro, and it has a premium, smooth, and soft glass of bubbly with an appealing color and delightful long finish. It stands alone as an elegant choice in its fruity vanilla aroma and pleasantly balanced. How do you feel about that? I like it. It's an what? accurate yeah. description. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say also, like, it's 12% alcohol. You feel it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I know who else likes it. Cynthia. And Cynthia is also going to be talking about while we're drinking this, some of the things she did as she transitioned from being a Senate employee to a teacher. Sounds like fun. So let's get into the first interview. I am here with someone who is amazing, mm. artistic, just has the foresight of our ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> Everything she does is fantastic. Oh my God. Hashtag like Indian new. <laughs> Cynthia, I don't have the words to really put into all the adjectives of how amazing you are, but she is a teacher, an educator, a big sister, a mentor. Everyone welcome Cynthia Dorsey. Hey, hey Renee. Hey. <laughs> you got a standing ovation, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm just so thankful, one, that you made time because, one, you're about to head to the Bahamas in a few hours. Yes, in a few hours. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go yeah, right now. You're, and you're a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So... I know you're like really ready to get out this President's Day and, uh, you know, make some waves. Out yeah, of the yeah. Oh, relax who are you going a little with? bit. By myself, actually. Yes, I'm yeah. here for the solo travel. Yeah, I, I figure why not go by myself so I can just collect my thoughts yeah. and be you can't pour from an empty cup so yes. I feel like let me get refill my cup and then I can yes. probably travel with other folks so no no but travel by yourself you can do what you want when you want how you right. want ain't nobody <laughs> like meet me in the lobby in 20 minutes you're right. like I'm gonna be asleep yes or I'm gonna be on the beach that is amazing mm-hmm. well before we get into everything because there's so much to talk about because you do so much tell the people who you are like what do you do like all Let right. us know more about you. Um, well, I'm Cynthia Dorsey, as Renee gave me this wonderful introduction. <laughs> um, I am from Washington, D.C., born and raised. Pew, 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 pew. I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts for high school. <laughs> and um, leaving Duke, I, went, I wanted to go full throttle into acting. So I ended up going to Columbia College in Chicago. Pew, 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 pew. And then after leaving Columbia, I went to Syracuse University for grad school. Came home, back to D.C. Home is home. Mom home is, is here. Home. And um, I tried to do the starving artist thing for a while. It's hard to starve. It's very hard <laughs> to do that. I was auditioning, going back and forth to New York, and I just wasn't getting the work that I wanted to get. And um, I recall a moment I had auditioned upon graduating from Ellington for Juilliard. My teachers encouraged me to wow. audition. And and they were like, you are, you're good enough. I went. Um, Juilliard has a process where you get weeded out. I was oh. weeded down to like the last group. And I was 
I auditioned, walked out, and I heard one of the jurors say that she's really good, but she's too fat. What? So do you okay, wait, pause. We we can't go on right now. Okay. Pause. <laughs> Real life pausing right now because like I'm really taken aback because how can someone limit someone's expectations of of their career and success and what God has for them based upon something so subjective? And I just I'm I'm hurt by hearing that. Well, I mean, it was hurtful. I was 18, right? You think that you have a shot and then you get out into the industry you want to be in and you realize right away that it's all about looks. Now, the industry is changing. So you have pleasure-sized women on screen now and I'm really grateful to see that. But at the time, that wasn't happening. But that is so... I'm sorry. We're going to get back in the story, but that is so inconsiderate and like... I mean, that could have stopped you, but your story continues on. Yeah, I think think that motivated my story, actually. Yes. Yes, I came home and ended up starting a um, company, uh, entertainment company called Soulfly Theater Society with one of my high school friends, Alicia. Hey, go ahead. Hey, Alicia. And we started it just so that we could support black women, women of color in the District of Columbia who needed the work to build their resume. Because if you don't have the work and you go in front of these judicators and they're looking like you have haven't been anything because you can't get cast because you look the wrong way. Yep. Then they will just throw your resume away. And so I started directing shows here and made sure that I cast women who don't normally get cast because of the way they looked. Um, I've shot films for the same reason make sure that I have a crew of all women of color and make sure I have a cast of people that might not get a lead role in a film so that they can put that on their resume and they can have somewhat of a fighting chance in Hollywood or New York or whatever area they choose to go in. And so that's what I've been up to for a while now. Yes. But like you have so many transitions even to get to having these amazing short films um, I know that you have uh, premiered your short films at a few um, showcasings like Sundance and stuff like that. Uh, you, you've been at I Sundance. haven't been to Sundance yet, but you claiming it. Go yes, ahead. Yes, I mean, I feel like <laughs> it's supposed it. to. We're on our way, Sundance. We well, are on our way. Yeah, mm-hmm. manifestation. We mm-hmm. believe it. We achieve it. Yes. Um, but like, I met you back in the cold winter days Mm -hmm. but somewhat good times but not really because it was under Republican rule but (laughs) whatever Um, under the Obama Senator of Illinois days I worked for uh, the other Illinois Senator Dick Durbin and Mm -hmm. you worked for uh, Obama Mm -hmm. so how does one who was in the art world right Mm -hmm. in in theater transition to working on the hill how was that for you and like what did you what did you do to say stay? Well, um I grew up in church and so you know the black <laughs> church um has a very strong community. So yes. my mother was really close to a woman who was running the office at the time. And when I came back home, I needed a job in order to catch the train in New York. You gotta have money to you get there. You gotta have some pesos. And so um I got a staff assistant job and I was working in Obama's Senate office. Um, I still was trying to audition. I got some things, but not anything that would propel me to where I wanted to be. So after um, Obama was elected, I went on to his replacement's office, um, Mm -hmm. Burris, who we both worked for. Yes, and I'm from the state of L, so, you know, he's from my alma mater. Mm -hmm. I know people have a feeling about him one way or another. He was a cool dude and he's part of history, to be honest. The third black senator or fourth black senator in this country's history. So shout out to all the haters. We work for history. (laughs) (laughs) But like even still, like you're so into the arts. Mm -hmm. How did you how did you um, cope with all of that? And like. Get, Cause like there's a lot of policy people mm-hmm. and you know, art has policy, but it's not 
as prevalent, Mm -hmm. if you will. It's more like we're going to cut funding to the arts. Yeah. But you're not actually executing the arts and implementation of ensuring that like people are enjoying and able to execute things in the arts. Right. I continue to do things outside of work, but at work, it can be torture. You're looking at policies. Everybody's looking at their TV. People are wearing navy blue suits. It's just not me. Although I wore a pink suit. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just figured out different ways. I would decorate my space so that when I looked up, I saw Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Made sure I went to hearings that were pertaining to the arts. Um, um, so that I could learn more about what to do on my end to advocate for artists. And then I also, um, one trick, if you are an intern or a staff assistant and you're an artist on Capitol Hill, is to make your phone time uh-huh. fun. I used to change my voice. I used to do all of these, you know, still practicing acting, but I'm just not doing it right now. Um, and I think, Really, people used to pass off their phone time to me because I was so into it. I think I had. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I would talk to constituents. Constituents would curse you out, you know, that whole thing. But I changed my voice every time I was a new person, another name. And I I built my (laughs) acting skills right there sitting at the desk in the Rayburn building. It was crazy because people would be like, who is that person I spoke to last time? She was so, so articulate, so amazing. I just, I feel like I connected with her. I'm like, Cynthia? <laughs> Who were you this week? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. But no, like constituents loved you. You were also very informative about the issues, mm-hmm. which is also very hard because the staff assistant um, not only has to know so much about the member, but also the member's opinions about yeah, everything yeah. and being able to kind of, um, speak to it to random people at, mm-hmm. at random times on any issue. Mm-hmm. So people call about tax and the next next call you have about the farm bill mm-hmm. and then the next call you have about, I don't know, healthcare. You just name it and it's, oh my God, yeah, you were there during the healthcare debate. Yeah. And I, oh my God, I remember some of the calls. So bad. Yeah. So, so bad. Well, what, what do you yeah. remember any of like the worst ones that you heard? Well, Okay. And it doesn't have to is be about it, healthcare. Is, it, is this a, a rated R podcast? We, we My got a mama podcast may listen, but she'll just be like, Lord, they okay. should have done that to her. So one time <laughs> there was a caller who was masturbating <gasps> on the phone when I picked up. And this is a and U.S. senator's office. That this is what he was going to put on the senator's face. I'm not surprised. Yeah. That's the sad part, guys. Yeah. Like some of the, like we would get mail and it would be like death threats. Yeah. We received a lot of death threats, um, especially in Burr's office. Yeah. Um, and so like Secret Service would have to go and make a visit. Yeah. So shout out to all those in jail, um, incarcerated right now for serving time for doing death threats to mm-hmm. people that would never do mm-hmm. anything to you. So we left the hill. Yes. And you became a teacher. I did. I went into arts education. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Um, I've been teaching at my current school now for about eight years. Again, it's another way for me to um, have feet to the ground in the artistic world, but to make money at the same time. I'm also doing um, projects with my students and building rapport with their families. And so like my students were in my film or in my films that I've had um, that I've produced. Um, I was nominated for excellent in theater education, Tony award in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't win, but it was such an honor that I was viewed that way. You by were recognized my for the work students. you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, your students? My students wow. nominated me in their families. Oh, so, wow. um, and my colleague. And I mean, that would, that, you know, changed the trajectory of how I view myself as a teacher because you can get wrapped into like, oh, I want to be 
Yes. Acting. I want to be doing this. I'm not in the right space. But I realized every move, even the Senate from this from the Hill all the way to the classroom has been stepping stones pushing me to where I'm supposed to be. Yes. And so I'm really grateful for these opportunities and to really shine in the opportunity too as well. Yes. I saw some of your productions you did with your students. Mm-hmm. You have full on productions yeah like the plays that they put on what was like the last few plays that you guys did yeah so we um do a musical every uh year we just finished madagascar uh junior uh, before then we did you know like alice in wonderland lion king we do full-blown musicals yes, there's like musical dance breaks mm-hmm. there is singing mm-hmm. it is everything in these yeah. productions and you do it all by yourself um i co-direct with the music teacher so the Which music teacher yeah oh my gosh yeah. so it's just us two and about 50 kids um Whoa. ages seven to ten And we crank it out and it's always a great performance. So have you had any breakout stars from this? Mm -hmm. Like have gone on? Because like you are basically creating and shaping their out view or their view of the art world. Yeah. Have they like taken this like little sponges and gone on to do other things? One of my students right now is currently in a production in a re- at Arena Stage. Wow. And just knowing that I, I'm a part of his journey as his teacher, um, it just, it brings chills. Like it brings chills to see him living his dream and having the tools to live his dream because of being in my class. Girl, you better work it. Yeah. So what other like sort of art or do you do? Because I know you do performing arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sing. Mm-hmm. You dance. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, what other what other things? You, uh, poetry? Like what other um, things? I, yes, I, I definitely write. Um, I've written screenplays. Um, I film. Um, so I've done short films. Um, Critically Missing, right? Yes, Critical Missing. Critical, I'm sorry, yes. Yes, Critical Missing was based on one of my friend's lives who is from D.C. who experienced being abducted and placed into sex trafficking. Um, And I shot that in the summer of, I think, 2017. Um, And it was... it was a success. I, that's yes. all I can say about it. Of course, I am my biz, my biggest critic, and I can say a million things that I could have done differently. But it has been a well received, and it has been a success. Um, right now, I am in post production on a documentary that Ooh. I've directed. Um, the documentary is on. Um, Women, black women specifically, who have experienced sexual assault and abuse. And my question in the research pretty much is, is it has it become sexual assault and abuse in the black community? Has it become a generational curse? That's my um, um, question because of the secrecy of it. You know what happens in, the, in your house, stay in yes. your house. And so a lot of like things that women are experiencing, like molestation and everything is because we didn't say, you know, we don't tell our child like, we don't tell on uncle so-and-so, you yeah, know Yeah, you don't do we, the see something, say yeah. something. And then like a, a child or a young woman might experience it and they think they're alone in it, but their mother has experienced it too. Yeah. And then, no, we're not communicating. So I wanted to really delve into that. And it's really been a crazy experience yeah. getting these testimonials and getting, you know, I, my even in my own family, like... Um, it's it, it. I I would say like the it almost was um a breaking point in my family because I wanted to talk about it and 
the women in my family did not. And so we kind of got into it one Thanksgiving, you know, about it. But it just proves my theory behind it about how it's impacting our families and we're not ready to heal, but we got to figure out how to. Yeah, it seems like it's such a taboo subject, but it's Mm -hmm. like, this is one of the things that should not be taboo, right? Um, And I know in my family, like, I have a great niece who's three years old. And like, she doesn't like to hug people right Mm -hmm. away when she meets Mm -hmm. them. And like, my parents are, they're older and they're like, she doesn't have to. And I think it's because they've learned from hearing cousins and siblings and what have you, Mm -hmm. their experiences. And I'm thankful that they've learned to maybe like accept the fact that like, she may not just want to be able to do that because she doesn't want to. Right. She doesn't feel comfortable with that. Right. So they don't force it because that's another thing I see a lot of people doing and it starts at such an early age. Mm-hmm. Go hug your uncle. Yeah. Go hug your cousin. Yeah. And it's like, if a kid doesn't want to do it, we should be empowering them to make that decision if they're not comfortable right. to be in their comfort level. Right. And that's, that also helps you when they're not comfortable to say something to you so you are aware at a younger age. But I think you're to your point, people have to be okay with hearing that it's not good right now right. like we need to talk yeah we do yeah our that's community the first has step to. to talk about it you have to name it you got to talk about it and we got to figure out an action plan to heal yeah and i feel, i really want this documentary to be that step of stone for families and for black women yeah well, yeah. thank you for that work because i know it's not easy and i know it's also emotional work yeah um and I just want to say thank you for for allowing these stories to be shared because mm-hmm. that's really important highlighting it. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> I have to take a sip on that. <laughs> <laughs> but before I take a sip, okay. I know you have a podcast as well. I do. I what do. is this podcast about? So my company, um, it produces plays. We also produce films and um, we have been delving into podcasting. I had, um, originally I had a podcast with all women over 60 Ooh. because I'm always focusing on the, the woman, the, the actor or the voice that's left out, you know, and you know, yeah. women over 60 are often left out. Um, it was called mother's wit and, um, they ran for about a year and a half. Nice. And then, um, I got really heavy into filming, so I haven't done a podcast and a produced a podcast in a while. Um, my line sister, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and my line sister, Portia, came to me with an idea about a podcast, knowing that I was into film. Um, the podcast is called Young, Black, and Brave. It focuses on the role of women in the film industry, mm. and if we are being uplifted, Um, We've created our own test, the Dorsey Flowers test, and we will review some of your favorite films and run it through the test, which is on a point system, and see if the film really um, did the right thing by black women um, when they produced it. So, yeah. Can I can I throw one out and see if it works? Oh, by your point system. I, I, I don't have that. I don't know the point system by heart. <laughs> I can pull it up. Okay, well, on your thoughts, <laughs> okay. on your thoughts, on and your thought, opinions. Open thoughts. Okay. Okay. Um, let's think. Uh, what's the? Ooh, I'm gonna sound real ignorant right now. <laughs> the one where the women were black scientists that work for NASA. Oh, Hidden Figures. Yes. Yes. So, um, some of the I feel bad. I did not know the name on um. The test is if a woman appears, a black woman appears in the film and is named. That's yes. that you get a point for that. So, yes, we know all of their names. Um, there's more than one. So that that the film would definitely pass that category. Um, do they talk to each other about something other than a man Ooh. is a um element of the test and that's because a lot of these films we see we see the black women talking or fighting over men and we don't do that that's not our narrative all the time I've I had plenty of conversations and I ain't talking about nobody man and I'm not talking about my man I, I it's not 
on my lips. Girl, I'm talking so, about Taco Tuesday right. or something. <laughs> exactly. Like this work I have. Like, yeah. So, like the way in which you're writing women matters. Yeah. And that's not, that's not us. So we want authentic representation of a black woman on screen. So I would say Hidden Figures, they were talking about, they were running yes. um, Nassau. So I believe that film will probably get a perfect score or there are extra points um, if the film was written or directed by a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Hidden Figures was or not. I'm yeah, not I don't sure. think so. But I, I think like there may have been like a writer somewhere. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, yeah. one more, one more. Okay. Because this is like now dating me probably. Two can play that game. You remember that movie? Because um, just hearing what you just said, I was like, that's the yes. first movie that popped in my head. Because that was quintessential Hollywood black movie. Yes. Right. Because right. then like the brothers came out, uh, the wedding, something with the wedding. Uh, Best man. Yes. Yes. We could do charades. <laughs> and the wood. I used to like oh the my, wood. Oh my, the wood. Yes. Yeah. So all of those movies were kind of like around the same era, mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm almost the same producer director right so like two could play that game yeah thoughts opinions um, love to hear I guarantee that it wouldn't score high because <laughs> the conversation was solely about men and a man was like took dominance in that film um yeah I, I don't think it would score high I don't think it would pass yeah, but, yeah. well and it's crazy because like the the lead woman was Shantae, who was mm-hmm. supposed to have this great career, yeah. who was supposed to have all this like stuff together, like her life together, mm-hmm. but it's centered around a man. Right. Nothing else but just right. like how to keep your man, girl. And it's like, eh, right. how to keep your job, honey. You left work mm-hmm. early to go see what this other man was doing with your best friend. Your, your boss ain't clocking you like that. Right. I mean, my boss don't clock me, but like... Is that a good reason to take off work? I don't know. If you are going to shoot a film, write a film, produce a film about a black woman, you owe us more than that. Yes, we're so much more. So much more than that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so now I got to ask you the question I ask everybody. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite rose? Okay, so I'm really prepared. I'm here for this. Yes, because I'm a drinker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can attest, I have been (laughs) drinking with her. Yes. I'm really into Malbec and I there is this um, wine. It's called Mape, M-A-I-P-E, Ooh. which is a Malbec rosé. And I really like it. It's like light bodied, um, really nice. But on any given day, any given Sunday now, um, I will grab a bottle of Angry Orchards rosé. Yo, I first tried it. OK, I was at one of my friends, um, Satyrs. Mm hmm. And I was like, has this been blessed by? <laughs> okay, all right, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I was like, yes, Scott. And yes. I was like, is it a beer? Is it a yeah. cider? Like, it is amazing. It is amazing. It yes. is amazing. Pink perfection in a cup. Yes. So Ang- Angry Orchard, shout out to y'all. Yes. If you want to sponsor. Angry, please sponsor so I can come back. Yeah. Drink up up that whole little six pack. (laughs) Yes, and you can hear Cynthia talk about different movies and if they make the cut with their evaluation. Yes, yes, yes. Cynthia, tell people how they can connect with you. Sure. Um, Please follow me at Soulfly Theater on Instagram. It's S O L S O U L. She's had some rose, y'all. F L Y T H. E-A-T-R-E. So theater is R-E at the end. Yeah. Um, we are also on um, Facebook as well. And you can follow my podcast at Young, Black, and Brave on both Facebook and Instagram. Oh, my gosh. Pew, 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 pew. Yes. Cynthia, this has been more than amazing and also overdue because I enjoy being around you. You are always just so amazing, so happy. Just, you're just easy peasy, beautiful cover girl. (laughs) And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm super proud of you. You said you were going to do it and you didn't. Yes. You're like, um, you're like the prototype of what women should be doing. Like you, you say you're going to do something, go after it. No matter what comes, what may go for it. And you've proven that. And I thank you for being an example for me and many others. Oh, you make my left eye tear up too. (laughs) Girl, cheers. Sip, sip, hooray, girl. Wow. 
Cynthia, so much information about the arts. Thank you so much for everything. Next up, Black Indian and Uncle Tommy. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey there, friends. I'm here today with two pew, 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 amazing pew, 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 artistic pew, 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 historical pew, 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 just mentors of the people to come behind them that they made a way for pew, 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 authors of the Rosie Hour theme song pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yay! I'm like so thankful both of you are here. Oh, of course. Yeah. We was gonna, uh, not, nothing was going to stop us from getting it. For real. Yay! Yeah. So to all those who have not heard the theme song, although it plays throughout the entire podcast and the trailer, and it's on SoundCloud, right. um, these are the gentlemen who not only believed in a, a vision of a podcast, but created and put forth works uh, into it and oh my god you guys came up with the theme song like on the spot yes yeah. yes yeah. that's yeah. how we create anyway yeah. yeah so Black Indian Uncle Tommy tell the people who you are how how are you guys like I can't even tell you guys like they are definitely history in DC and hearing their stories you will hear how historical they are um, you know I'm Black Indian uh, born and raised Northeast DC I'm from Montello Avenue and 7th Street. And I went to Fletcher and graduated from Spangon. Also went to Duke Ellington. And, uh, you know, I'm from the area. I got signed to BMG RCA when I was 14 years old. And I uh, got signed to MCA when I was in my 20s with a, a hit song called Get Em Sice, which we shot over between 8th and 8th Street and 21st, which was uh, all days Kirkbone. Shout out to Kirkbone. And my brother Spoon, which is owns uh, All Star uh, Bodyguard Entertainment Services, Executive Services, they uh, put me on the radio. Um, Tommy was a real big part of that, and well, with culturing and and moving me forward. Um, I also worked at Maserati Music, rap a lot with uh, Steve Francis uh, from the Houston Rockets, um, and did some amazing things. That is amazing. Yeah. And Uncle Tommy. Man, I'm just, you know, Tommy. This is Uncle Tommy, Tommy, Thomas Michener. <laughs> I do real estate. Uh, the real estate community on me is Thomas Michener or Tommy Michener. Um, grew up in the city from Southeast, everywhere from Anacostia, uh, uh, Chesapeake Street, Southern Avenue, 4th Street. I mean, I can go to, let's go on 13th and C, Potomac Gardens. Capers. I mean, it goes on and on. Um, uh, my story is a little different from B.I. because, you know, B.I. is, a, you know, a celebrity. I ain't a celebrity. <laughs> I ain't, you know, I'm not like that. But basically my story is I was um, I was a basketball player, I played ball. Uh, I was recognized by, you know, a famous coach oh. to come to a famous school to play ball. And it just so happened by happen chance. But my family was poor and my focus was to help my parents uh, out, so I chose to go a different route. Um, later on in life, uh, I ended up doing security by my cousin, my cousin Spoon, which is Bi's brother. We met up at a family reunion, and we caught up because he played ball too. Ah. Uh, him and a couple, you know, guys that's in the league. Lindsey Hunter was his roommate, you know. So I uh, met up with him at a family reunion in North Carolina. We hooked up, and he was like, this is what I do. I'm at the Ritz. I'm like, damn, I ain't know. So I went to the Ritz. He hired me the first day. Oh, nice. And um, he told me about All-Star Executive Services, which, you know, he wanted to start. Uh, family, like family, back family. Uh, we've bodyguarded everybody that you can think of. Uh, the Drakes, the 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 Jill Scots, the... The futures, the anybody that you could put, uh, pretty much name in the industry, we've come across them one way or another. Um, and then, you know, my cousin was like, "Won't you manage me?" You know, so, you know, he's 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 amazing. You know, he's always been that way. 
Um, and I just want to see him win again because he's he's a winner. So yeah, definitely. Well, pew 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 pew. That's <laughs> fine. Yes. So, Black Idiot, you just had an album that just dropped. Yes. What was sort of like the catapult for or catapult for the 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 album? Like, what made you, you know, do well, a called Purpin, right? Out. Gotta give a shout out <laughs> to Ben Dirty. Ben Dirty. <clears throat> he pew, has the sound. That revolutionized in the city, mm-hmm. and also you, Rose. Mm-hmm. I call her Rose for your <laughs> listeners because she is Rose. Yeah. She is the cream of the crop. She's the Neiman Marcus of just business, just a great human being. Oh, thanks. Dirty and I share the love of Southern hip hop. A lot of people don't know. I brought that South uh, sound to the district because I, I was doing the Bayou Classics in New Orleans. Shout out to Adoria and Abdul. Uh, they used to send me to the Bayou Classics in New Orleans and I knew Cash Money and No Limit. They was coming. Yeah. So my first single, Get Em Sice, had that sound. We even had a hum in the video. But uh, Dirty shares that same love and that sound, so that's where he wanted to hear me. So a lot of the songs mm-hmm. has a, that that southern good, you know, fried chicken flavor on it. That baked mac yeah. and cheese, mm-hmm. exactly. And just working with him endlessly because I, you know, I, the way I work is very unorthodox. And to have a producer, uh, engineer, mm-hmm. you know, sit with me and be able to go through and and, and produce something that great. Uh, and we was like, we're going to name it Perfect because we were just laughing at a lot of times we saw YouTube and the, and the, and the young rappers just keep money up to their L, finding money. Uh-huh. But see, when we grew up when, in the city, because he's from the city too, but when we grew up, mm-hmm. you would you called that Perfect mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten, you ain't got that money because we're going to rob you. Oh. So, so it was like, mm-hmm. you know, and so we said we're going to do Perfect. And then he has, we got some wonderful artists over there mm-hmm. at Dirty Boy NT and Bilal uh, and Bugsy Black are on those albums. So Bilal is like one of the hardest artists out of South Beast. And uh, Bugsy Black, young artist, did an album with his father. It's That's like, crazy. He did his album with his father? And he could produce, mm-hmm. engineer. Uh, Deezy from your home shot town Yeah, shout out Deezy. Yeah, he's on the record. He's dropping tomorrow on Luke Cage. Luke wow. Cage drops tomorrow on all major platforms. I'm featuring on Luke Cage, but it was just to to get the music. So we would record all day, every day, because he, he, you know, it's still a military and being he a vet. So he got to get up. Like, I get up. I'm the only one up because I'm Muslim. So I'm praying at the time. He probably up going yeah, through beats and, yeah, and working. Yeah. So it was like, we work and we go in there and come on with 10 songs a day, five songs a day. And he like, nah, we're going to start. I'm like, let's put them out. And so Perpin was like the perfect, you know, perfect. Thing for this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like putting your two worlds mm-hmm. together, right? Exactly. Like you both came from similar like belief systems and rap. Mm-hmm. You were bringing a sound here to DC. Mm-hmm. He's trying to create a sound for DC. And like the album just kind of came together and was like, we want to go back to the old days where people made music that was real exactly. and not trying to perpetrate. Is that perfect? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, look at me, look at me knowing what yeah. the terms are. I'm <laughs> proud right now. Yay. Yeah. So Uncle Tommy, you yes, said you ma'am. do real estate as well. Yes, ma'am. It's the DMV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's where the money at. What is the market like right now? Like, right is now, it a buyer's? Is it a seller's? It's a seller's market right now. Um, also, it's a lot of uh, what, what they're doing here is they're turning D.C. is becoming like a, a smaller but cleaner New York. Oh. So you starting to see a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of um, places where they're renting out their leasing places mm-hmm. uh, for the millennials that come in and, you know, do they work and be gone. Don't want to be really committed just yet. Mm-hmm. Um but it's money in D.C. I mean, it's money in D.C. It's money in, in, in Maryland. It's definitely money in Virginia. Yeah. Opportunity uh, for those young entrepreneurs that want to invest in real estate, that want to come up, uh, be rich to achieve the American dream. Real estate is one of the ways to go. Um, if you look at uh, the Fortune 500 of people who are billionaires, you'll see that 85 to 90 percent of them own real estate. Yeah. That's that's where they make their money. So, yeah. yeah. Well, 
it's crazy because like when I first moved here, D- moved here to DC, like it mm-hmm. was expensive, mm-hmm. but like I should have purchased then yeah. versus now. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Like mm-hmm. I've seen neighborhoods that used to be like 150, 200,000 that are going for like half a million mil now. Right. And that's crazy. And I think it's partly because we're seeing a surge of people moving to DC for opportunities, yeah. the government jobs. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then like anywhere else in the country, it's like, if you're not in Silicon Valley or New right. York, you're trying to move here to DC right. um, for work purposes. Right. But exactly. it's crazy how the market, so is yeah. it, is it, is it a profitable uh, market for those who are in it, like in the industry? Yeah, it is. It's like everything, um, it has its it has its up periods and its down periods. Yeah. The thing is to um, when you're in your up periods and in the, in the high period, save your money because there is a there is a there is a down period that's coming. Yeah. And when those down periods come, if you're not prepared, those who are making money lose a lot, and those who were prepared for it end up buying low and then selling high as the market constantly Fluctuates. changes. Nice. You know what I mean? So. Save your coins save, is what you're telling your people. Cheddar. Save, save your cheddar. Hide your dollars, hide your cents. Yeah, definitely. I definitely. love it. Black definitely. Indian. Yes. You host a podcast slash show. Well, it's more like a video show, YouTube, yeah. on a news network or a station. How did you start doing that? And like, what do you see as like benefits from it? Um, New Energy Show was created And I have the album New Energy Show That you can go get on all major platforms Shout out to all um, major platforms Where yes. you can purchase this <laughs> yes. And um, New Energy which is NU Energy um, Was created with An uh, artist that I work with named Skull Flair um, uh, We had a, a studio where we worked And cranked out a lot of youth Over on 15th um, U Street it was called The Stew. And he came up with, like, you knew energy to, like, because I was motivating kids to create and not try to fit nobody box. And we really got some great artists that came out of yeah. there. So uh, I was like, you know, Tom, I did a record called Marvin that's on uh, New Energy. It's, I just performed it at the Wizards game versus the Cavaliers um, in November. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, so y'all check that out. Yeah. It's a great, great yeah. show. Shout out to QA. Yeah, so we got to perform for the Wizards. Shout out to QAQ. And uh, in Marvin, on Marvin, I, I played the disc jockey because I'm a fan of hip-hop, period. But you remember when Snoop had the disc jockey that would come in, in between the skits. Mm. <clears throat> so... I would, I, I would, you know, my mother always used to make me do the Ted Cobbles and, and like, because my voice always been raspy. So I would always, good night, this is now seven o'clock and we're on now. Or, you know, I would play like the preachers that used to come on, Lord Jesus. You know, I used to make them laugh. So my mother would be like, that's, you know, you can, you really do that. So I was on there pretending to be one of our uh, friends that was a participant of the album. He was going through a breakup. So I acted like I was, because the song Marvin is about a guy not losing his girl. He, you know, Marvin's saying, I want you to want me too. So uh, I played a disc jockey like I was taking the calls in. And, you know, and so Tom <laughs> said, hey, you should do a radio show. But we had got offered to do that yeah. like two years ago. But I was like, no, nah, I still want to. I want to make music. Music is changing. I want to be in it. And he was like, no. So um, I have kidney disease, stage three, brought on by hypertension. And so I had to slow up. That's why I had to leave Houston, Texas, which I love. I love Texas. They just love D.C. It's funny to see Texans walk yeah. around with new balances on. It's just like <laughs> a new a D.C. Houston thing. We love the each other. The influence that D.C. Yeah. has had on a uh, Shout out Houston. to old man. Yeah, shout out to Jay Prince, man. He's the pick that book up. He's a genius. But uh, Tom said, we're going to put you, man, we should do a podcast and put you on the radio because we had so many artists at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people were telling me major radio was charging 5000 per region. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now, if you if you working at Checkers and at Foot Locker, you, and you trying to get on, this is the way you're supposed to do it. You, you're supposed to be able to work and put your money, but this is going overboard. So we was like, we're going to create this station. And for people that can't get play, but they have the numbers on social media, they're, they're yes. really, you know, really doing it because what me and Dirty always laugh about these artists that's on social media that say they're artists, but they don't ever have none of their music. Like, they just go yeah. get signed off their book. 
<laughs> so we, I, we don't know how you really sound, but you look pretty today. You yeah. look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, so we we wanted to get the real artists, and then we started getting music from Ukraine, Germany, oh, wow. China, Japan, and it was just like I wanted to make sure that the kids in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia were able to get on. My yeah. my main, but I, it, it's growing and it's growing every like every day. Wow! Yes, that's insane. And like the show, how many episodes have you guys had? How many is it? Uh, it's it's been it's it's over fifty fifty, 50. episodes. Yeah. Cause we started in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's fifty over fifty, probably about fifty about fifty fifty two. And then the first season, the well, the first. Like what two months? We did mm. seven hundred thousand streams because they also have like TD Jakes on their yeah. platform, oh. and Yolanda Adams has a show on that platform. A couple of sports guys, um, what's the Brown Tim um, Tom James Brown Brown. Sons yeah. uh, has a show on there. So it's like they we were driving it, so we drove the competition off oh. because we were bringing so many kids. Because I was going to the place because I'm really from DC, mm. so I was going to the places that they want. They're not gonna go. Right for the kids to really get on there. And then we're able to really, like, mm-hmm. what, what we do at at, at, uh, at Dirty Boy Entertainment is, like, we get an opportunity to shape these artists. Yeah. Because sometimes they miss so much, like, manners, being able to sit down here and have a conversation with you. Yeah. Or be able to look over a contract or talk to a lawyer, a manager, mm-hmm. or build a campaign and sell your records. Some, like, a lot of these kids, they have the talent, but they don't have the manners. Yeah. So, we, you know, we're building, and me and Tom been doing that for, like, at least three years now. Yeah. Working with youth from out of some of the, mm-hmm. the trenches mm-hmm. in D.C., Wow. Okay. So what are some upcoming, yeah, we're going to name drop, pew, pew, um, <laughs> people that you would say that are like doing it. They don't have to be DC, but just like, like, cause you know, I'm kind of like not in the loop. I always have to ask Tyrone, our sound engineer, who's that? And he's like, eh, you don't know. Well, you, well, your homeboy out of Chicago, Della, man, man, come on. We got, we got your homeboy, you put us on the record with him. Oh, Trey. Oh, Come shout on, out to man. Trey Dilla. Trey, man. <laughs> Trey Dilla, man. I was like, Dilla who? Renee she, is the plug, Lindbergh. y'all. I'm trying to tell you, she the plug. <laughs> if you're trying to get on, man, it's like they the Obama and Michelle, man, in the business. Like, they put you on, man, in the pocket. Yeah, we were able to work with him, and he killed that verse. Every person loves his voice on there, man. I'd say he the, he the street Gerald LeBert. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gerald LeBert, a little bit, a little Yeah, he do. Because he, he get the, the yeah. stature yeah, and the beard. He, he, he got the clean beard. <laughs> his beard is on fantastic. Yeah, beard he, gang in the building. Yeah. So, but um, working with him and DZ on the track with that Shot town flow, because we got love. Shout out to Larry Hoover. We got love for Shot town Yes. It's yes. just like you all have that same rhythm and jazz that New Orleans, D.C. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. we we have, you know, just yeah. that energy and um, Bilal, I think the king of the South, he's coming. Soldier Gang, he's like a rocket yeah. right now. He's he's basically DC's fifty. Ah, uh-huh. I mean, young man been through terror. He's been the, the, uh, in and out the system since the juvenile got shot in the face, and he's changing his life around. Dedicated to working to change himself around. And I seen him work with young people. Uh, some guys that follow him, look up to him. I never see him try to take do do what I did, and so that's how I know he's gonna be great in this business because they're gonna the world's gonna want to see a guy like this be successful. Yeah. You know, to see him 50. Yeah. Like, no matter how much 50s is, has found a way to stay in. He's going to be universal as far as rappers. Some rappers fall off. You never hear him again. That's right. And then they might pop up on The Mask. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, by the way, I did not know it was such a hot show until I yeah. saw Lil Wayne on it. Yeah. And I was Shout like... Nick Cannon, man. That's my own. Yeah. Wait, he created that show, right? Yeah. Uh, well, probably out of his brain. He got some magnificent things because he was producing. I met Nick Cannon through Biz Markie, and he was producing. I think he did the drums on Ignition for R. Kelly. So he was Well, producing. you know, we can't say that minute. name on the show. Yeah, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Him who shall not be named from Chicago. Yeah, and when the queen in Chicago kind of curry, <laughs> I know he feel bad. He's somewhere yeah. trying to kick the chair from other I'm side. sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Kim Fox, uh, Cook County State's Attorney, for all you've done uh, to ensure that yes. R. Kelly pays for his, you know, wow. indiscretions. My bad. Okay, we're on. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
She, she on it. Yeah. I'm just saying I had some rosé. Got a lot to say. <laughs> you know what you're doing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you guys working on now? Um, what you got going on? Well, me, um, I'm, doing, I'm doing a lot of commercial, uh, real estate, that is. Also, um, we just we just spoke to one of my one of my guys that that um that's in the real estate business with me. Uh, we was on his show today, Jason Martin. Um, he wants to, you know, do some things to help push uh, bi help push the 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 youth and the effect that he has on the youth. Um, People may say I'm biased, but this is my little cousin, so I love him to death. But I'm oh. proud of him because the way he, uh, the the way he Thank he you, talks dude. to the youngest, <laughs> the way he talks to the youngest, he's really interesting. He's not faking. He's serious. Yeah. Uh, he wants them to to win. Uh, also, the knowledge that he brings from what he has experienced through his own personal uh, journey in the music business, um, he is where a lot of artists trying to go. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I just, you know, just proud to see him give back, which I know he is. He's a great guy. You know what I'm saying? Great guy. And I'm not just saying this because he's my little cousin, but I believe in him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. Well, I, I got more. It's, it's, it's Dirty Boy. Mm. It's Dirty Boy. We the mob. I mean, it is. It's a takeover because I like the Dirty Boy image because everybody's so clean and corny right now. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I have a, my birthday because a shout out to the Scorpio. That's so right. He's the seven. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky seven. He lucky three. Yeah, I'm three. And I'm 11, 11. Yes. Look but, at those numbers, guys. Yes. That's you might like the number for the night. Yeah, you might want to play them numbers. <laughs> yeah. What if somebody hit the Powerball off your show? Yeah. I would wait for them to send me my money. <laughs> this is not a sponsored podcast. <laughs> yeah, but with the with the with the eleven eleven thing, the Veterans Day working with a vet. He's a true vet that taught himself how to engineer, how to make music, you know, like himself. And which is, I'm glad to be a part of that. And being dirty is like we got our hands dirty. We're not uh, being Hollywood. We're going in the trenches. We're working with people. People probably be scared to work with. Yeah. We're getting our hands dirty and we're giving back. He wants to do a lot for the community for Southeast. I want to do a lot for Northeast. Today, I was able to really picture that working with Jason Martin and his foundation and what he's doing. So I was able to really see that coming. I said I felt like Jigger with the Knicks bringing, the, you know, bringing the, uh, the, the stadium there. So it's like I feel that, you know, the next projects that we have and the, the youth that we're working with are the next stars of our next forever. I think with yeah. the next stars that we have, the artists that we're working with right now are the artists that you're going to see revolutionize the Grammys yeah. and revolutionize the Oscars. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. Like the like the young lady that you had on and went to Duke Gellerton in the film world. I yeah. believe like we're going to be those ones that revolutionize because we're from the dirt. We're from the, you know, the bottom where it's really happening mm. instead of, you know, the fake world. We're yes. scripted. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. my dad always said, like, you have to put roots down in order to succeed. Yeah, and my dad was like, you have to study harder because you're meant to be in this. So you have to ground yourself in mm. order to grow. Mm. And I never thought what that really meant until I got older. And it's mm. like the more I actually put work into something, I'm putting the foundation, mm -hmm. I'm digging roots into something yeah. so that it can become what right. I envision, which is growth. Right. So right. it's good to hear that. So right. I know we only have a few more minutes left. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I asked you this before we started. <laughs> so outside of the theme song, if you could make a song about Rosé, how would it go? It's you want it live? Why not? Oh, it's okay. like, you got a song, you wrote about it. Listen, here it goes. Okay, it's Rosé, and we gonna play. Hey. I think it's close to Valentine's Day. Hey. I think I'd rather get down and play. Hey. Hey, Tommy, what you got to say? Rosé. We gonna do it just like this. All hey. day. I'm gonna grab you, we gonna do it like this. Hey. Hoping you got the privacy and fist. Baby. Come in here and give me a kiss. Cause we gonna sip on rosé tonight. tonight. <laughs> and everything are gonna be all right. All right. I hope it's all night. Pew, pew. I'm asleep by nine o'clock. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> that was so dope. Yeah. You guys, I want to thank you both for being yeah. on the show. Tell people how can they find you. Black Indian DC uh, uh, on IG. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, Black Indian Joshua Colbreth on Facebook. How do you spell um, that? J O S H U A and C U L B R E A T H. Black Indian DC also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can reach me. I think we're going to revamp Twitter because this, I got a plan for this Dirty Boy Entertainment. So, and you can also find anything that I'm working on on Dirty Boy Entertainment. Yes, and, I, and they can purchase your music. Yes. On iTunes mm-hmm. under Black Everywhere. Indian. Title too. Yeah. Oh. It was good because I had somebody that was jogging run past me the other day and they was listening to Curry Out. Oh. And I could see it on their little patch on their arm. It felt good. But uh, yeah, you can get it on <laughs> Title, TikTok, Google Play, Spotify, um, Amazon. Uh, it's everywhere it's that everywhere. you are. Everywhere music is sold, I'm there. All my projects. Definitely, you can find me. I, I'm old school, but I got a uh, <laughs> I got an Instagram account due to my cousin. He, he like, man, get your ass out there, get you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You gotta get with me. Right. Instagram. Show so you, yeah, yeah. So you can find me at tomtom.1103. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Team um, Thomas Michener, M I T C H E N E R, and you'll see me. Well, I just cannot. Say thank you to you two enough. Not only did you guys create the most amazing theme song to mm-hmm. anyone's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, because I think no one has a better song. I can say it. <laughs> uh, no one has a better <laughs> podcast theme song in podcasting world right. that I've heard. And if someone has mm-hmm. better, send it to me so they can remake it. Everybody um, <laughs> know you the sad man of the studio. If Rose is in the studio because she's a, a great attorney, man. Just like, I love the way she explains business. If yes. you need her, yes. you need to I'll let her, but you got to have that bag. Anyway, <laughs> she's the same man in the studio. Because if it ain't right, she'll just like, you know, make comments. She's the best. Well, I ain't no NASA with no uh, broom hoax, yeah. but I will sweep you yeah, yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen that. The challenge is yeah, going. Exactly. Wow. Well, thank you guys again. Any dirty words? Um, yeah, uh, I just thank you. I thank more queens that's going to come out and go mm-hmm. for it. Uh, I always, when I talk to the youth uh, over at YSC or DYS, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to all the youth that's going through any type of judgments mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. going on in the justice system. But I like to push you to those kids because you are mm-hmm. you are us. Yeah. And to see a sister that could be a mother, that could be a daughter doing amazing things. They need yeah. to see that because, yeah. you know, the nation used to say, if you didn't see a, a black man go to work, you wouldn't know to go to work. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes in the hood, we don't see that. We don't have a guy going to work and coming home and eating dinner with the family. So those things we miss. I think you are still in that sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Those things are sitting in a positive realm like you're doing. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like, mm-hmm. I'm psyched to be a part of it. Aww. I got a feeling you're going to be the president yeah. one day, but I don't know. I hope oh. my coin get up there. I'll back it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about president, but there are some other opportunities. Yeah, that'll work. That'll Uncle work. Tommy. <laughs> uh, uh, first, I'd like to say um, thank you, of course, being here. Um, just being around y'all has been amazing. Uh, to those who want to be great, come to Fairhill Studios. You got to, you got Fairhill. to, you got to get with Ben Dirty. If you if you want to be great, you got to see Ben Dirty. Uh, Rose, they listening? Give my niece <laughs> some sponsorship because she making y'all look good, man. And um, uh, much success, you know, much success. And I know you'll do great. Thanks, guys. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much. Cheers. Cheers. Sip, sip, hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Black Indian and Uncle Tommy. So, so thankful for you guys and everything that you told us about, especially with this real estate market, y'all. We got to figure this out. We want to thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. We had some amazing guests. We had some great rosé. And more importantly, we're coming back next week with some more great people. So until then, 
Check us out on social media at the Rose Hour Podcast. As well as if you want to email me, it's Renee at the Rose Hour Podcast.com. Until next time, friends, sip, sip. Hooray! DC. LA. New York. Yeah. We sip a rose. Round the world.